Welcome back. You're with the Grumpy Gaze on Joy 94.9. Now that was really one for you, Mr. Gray. The Pointer Sisters with fire. <laughs> Me? Oh, yeah. Oh, we get back to that bloody fire thing, are we? You did nearly torch your property, didn't you? Yes, I did. We're very Now, on that note, uh, a little bit of a, an anecdote around the song Fire is that the D-Dizzle, my other half, who is a great goer of live really? music. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you had that. <laughs> a, a, a lover of live music went to the last Pointer Sisters concert when <gasps> they were here in Miss Melbourne. Oh. And when I said we were doing an ode to the Pointer Sisters as our grumpy gay music theme this week, mm. she was telling me about this particular song and how when it gets to a certain point, and oh, I'm yes. hoping my two lovely co-hosts know the point I'm oh, referring point. to and oh, will be able to come in with it. Well, yeah, it caught me out earlier. Didn't you hear that? Is the it, There's a massive pause in the song the entire audience goes quiet and then all together the audience sing. A Romeo, well, Romeo and, and Juliet. Juliet. Who else? Samson and Delilah. That's it, as we all know. And please don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> we've, I, ruined, we've ruined the point of sisters for your partner. <laughs> I, I, I would hardly call it a pause. I would call it an, an abyss in that song, actually. <laughs> It's like it's like you can imagine the audience thinking, has has the power been cut? <laughs> Do we have to leave now? Yeah. Um... <laughs> So we've got regular segment tonight. We're back here again. We seem to be making this journey each week with limited success of late, but good old Matt, Mr. Gray, gives it his college try most weeks, and that's what we're about to do. It's room 666, everyone. Yes. So this week has been inspired by a recent uh, visit to a friend's house last weekend. I went and visited my friend who's just bought a new house in South Melbourne, and she's a production manager for an advertising agency. Fabulous. Yeah. So, look, I suppose you would call it that, actually. I don't know what she does, but she makes ads, right? She directs them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she was telling me that she'd done an ad for a car. She then told me she'd received letters from some old gent complaining about her ads. Anyway, when I popped off to the toilet at one stage, I noticed she'd taken one of these letters, framed it, and hung it on the toilet wall. (gasps) And, and I, I kind of thought, well, that's a strange thing to do. And then I started reading it. You should read this thing. It went on and on and on. And look, I won't go into the general outrage of the letter. Suffice to say, one of the lines in it was, surely your cars do not need such trumpetry. Trumpetry. <laughs> and I thought, well, who thinks to themselves... That car ad I just saw had way too many special effects and production values. I am outraged. I'm going to pen a letter to the director of that ad, and I'm going to give them a a piece of my mixed-up, weird little mind and use very long words in the process. Trumpetry. Trumpetry. I I am going to trumpet my trumpetry. But it doesn't need it. It doesn't need such trumpetry, Helen. 
Um, anyway, so what I'm putting in room 666, are these kind of people, I suppose you'd call them complainers. I don't really know what else to call them. They're the sort of people that would write in to, <laughs> to shows like Backchat, which I know it exists for that very purpose, but the people that write in never seem to be saying anything of any merit. Mm-hmm. And more so the people that write into newspapers and um, radio shows, for example. And they just come out with the most ridiculous complaints. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Yes. Serial I think you're talking about us, aren't you? Well, no, <laughs> no, Are you talking about us? Well, no, we've, we've, we've made coming onto the radio and bitching and moaning about stuff a fine art, right? But this is this is on another level. This is petty. It's just complete. Well, I suppose you could argue some of our <laughs> segments are quite petty. But do you know what? I'm actually not saving myself here. <laughs> I, I'll give you some examples a bit later, right, that, um, that will convince you this needs to go into room 666 but what i want to say is there are certain phrases for it it's like miffed of mornington is how they sign off <laughs> outraged of kuyong <laughs> and i did think to myself is this an actual thing is it like a tribe of people that like to do this sort of thing for kicks like those people that go to battle battle role-playing things Oh, like medieval. Yeah, I think it is. I think the, there are people who are serial complainers and they love this. They love writing letters to the editor. This is where they hang out. Uh, <laughs> this is their bread and butter. This yes. is their bread and butter. This is their, this this is their, is, their social bubble. This is they have mm. that dial-in talkback number on redial. They know how to ring in and they know how to complain and they do it and you know, all day. And you know what? They meet with a smile on their face but you can tell they all hate each other mm. because everybody's got some petty little thing that annoys the other person. Now, I've got three examples here. Now, I'm sorry but the source I got them from is a British source so they are Oh, well, I mean, to, to be fair, the British are pretty good at complaining. Well, exactly. But one guy's written in, I'm sick of it all. I'm sick of Melvin Bragg, Hugh Grant, Joan Bakewell and Anne Robinson. I'm sick of Vince Cable, the entire Labour shadow cabinet and all politicians. I'm sick of squatters and travellers, pop music, British food, the BBC, surveillance cameras, my rotten pension, terrorists, Anglican bishops and having no money. I just want to die. My country, which I loved, is ruined. It will never be happy again. I don't think it ever was. It is all self, 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 moan, moan, moan. I cannot wait to get out and rest in peace. <laughs> what can't see the irony? In oh, oh my god! Thank you. Harry Simpson. What a legend, right? So that's that's number one. Number two. And 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 this is not so much in the same vein. This is a completely different theme here, but but just bizarre. Thank you to Whiskey, the Golden Labrador Guide Dog. That gobbled peanut butter from my crutch following an accident outside Euston Tube Station on Saturday. A touch stinky, I got to the interview on time. I suspect this guy reckons that people are interested in reading his witty little anecdote there. Yet again, relevant to our show. Uh, And then the third one. Well, now, well, I, well what, what kind of accident does one have with peanut butter to encourage a Labrador? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was intentional. Maybe he's just into that for kicks. Oh. Right, this, this, is, this is a doozy, the third one here, right? Drought, trigger, clear as day. When I was a kid, we never had drought after drought. Then we started with daylight savings. We started with a little bit, but now we have six months of the year, daylight saving. It has just become too much for the environment to cope with. It is so illogical. For six months of the year, we have an extra hour each day of that hot afternoon sun. 
I read somewhere that scientific studies have shown that there is a lot less moisture in the atmosphere, which means we get less rain. It goes on and it goes on. Actually, this guy's from Albury. This guy, this one's Australian, right? So this guy believes that the droughts are being caused by daylight saving because we have an extra hour of heat. Yep. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that takes me back to that time somebody at work said to me, I hate having my birthday in December because I have to wait a whole year for it. <laughs> I don't think it works like that, Chris And they Hill got the promotion, didn't they? Yes. So not only is it petty, not only are they uh, pontificating, like, like the tone is always so patronised, but half the time it doesn't make sense. Look, Matt, I absolutely agree with you. Oh, yes, the great keyboard warriors of yore, now delusionally empowered by the instant gratification of whipping off an ode to their ills and making the world at large the receptacle of their bile. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for a good letter of complaint when the situation calls for it. Right. However, it appears to me that everyone today is outraged. And and that's the word, outraged. Absolutely ab- outraged. Yeah. About something. And they believe it is their birthright to regale the rest of us with their tales of imagined woe. Now, Matt, I have found one that particularly piqued my fancy right. to add to your I'm sick of it all, peanut butter and drought. Uh, this one is sick to death of pleas for tigers. Of what? Tigers. The animal or the The animal. Team? Right. The, the, the animal. Right. Oh. Why is it that I have to face a gauntlet of excitable young people imploring me to save the tiger every time I walk along the street? I find their continual badgering irksome and painful. <laughs> Do they not understand the damage these creatures can inflict upon a human being? Oh, my God. If they had, as I did, witness a tiger drench their six-year-old cousin with a torrent of steaming acrid urine at the <laughs> zoo in 1971, then maybe they'd turn their attention to pandas. Oh. So that's the way to shut these people up. Piss on them. Oh, uh, oh my God. I'm speechless. Well, I just can't believe. The, we, there's, look, there is no hope for the human race, is there? Just no, but of- I just want to finish with the ultimate in this. In Perth, I think it was summer last year, there was an email from a man to his neighbours asking them to close their windows while cooking meat. Because he was jogging past their windows. This man happened to be... A vegan. <gasps> the vegan jogger. I know. Drum roll. Here we go. Solved. I finally found a place to put this bit of trash. <laughs> Please. I'm going to read out just, just a little bit of it. Please close your windows for cooking meat. What's up, neighbourhood? One love. I hate him. I, I hate him already. You hate him already. As a vegan runner, it's always hard for me this time of year when the weather starts warming up and folk start opening their windows. Okay, he's used two words, one love and folk. Right, okay. <laughs> Several nights a week I'm out running around. Dinner time when people have their windows open, I can smell what they're cooking. I've noticed a sharp uptick recently in smells of folk. 
There it is again. Cooking meat, and it can be quite overpowering. Quite honestly, the odour is offensive, and I'm hoping our community can have some empathy for its plant-based neighbours. He's got a hashtag in there as well. By closing their windows, and if they are cooking meat, only putting vegetables on their barbecue. Oh. I don't want to be a stereotype. <laughs> Too late. So I won't go into detail. The odour of cooking animals is offensive, but I encourage you to do your research and join the movement of people who are fighting back. And he, he signs off with peace, love, bodhisattva. I have no idea what that word is. I, I'm, I'm guessing it's something like namaste, right? Right. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. You've got the thumbs up from me. You've got the thumbs up from Beelzebub this week. That one, serial complainers, let's lock it away, people. It's in room 666. Woohoo! <laughs> Stick around, you're listening to The Grumpy Gaze. Coming up next, we have uh, our new segment, part three Hit or Myth, Doug's turn. But only after an absolute classic from uh, the Pointer Sisters, this one, Jump. 